One, two, three, four. Prequel at the beginning, sequel at the ending, remake at some time. When prequel, sequel, remake is a podcast, listen to prequel, sequel, remake anytime. Alright! Hey, hey guys. What's going on? Not much, Scott. How are you? I'm I'm just dandy. I'm just dandy. How are you, Desmond? I'm good. Talking again. What uh, about you, Peter? Sock it to me. Um, Digital Peter. <laughs> Digital Peter. Just trying to get that in there. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's living big in a digital world with these digital monsters that are the champions. Digi- oh, digital action here. Digimon, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, I just saw that Digimon was like the full movie is on YouTube right now. <laughs> oh, is it the first movie? What, the, the yeah, movie? yeah. And I was like scrolling through, and I'm like. Man, what the fuck am I watching this for? Like, <laughs> it's, it's, I think it's got some pretty beautiful, like, feature film quality, uh, uh, Japanese animation in it, but, but other than that, I don't know. For an adult, I don't know what, what, what look, I've got how, what the rewatchability would be. I've got many complicated opinions about Digimon, and let's just not delve into them here, because that's not delve why we're here. Digimon. Okay. Yeah, well, why, why are we here? I, I keep asking myself um, that. I oh. mean, well, you know, some would argue, you know, we're here to procreate and, you know, fill the planet with humanity as per, you know, our will, but... Well, no, Peter, I, I didn't Jesus. mean anything silly and irrelevant and frivolous like that. I, I meant, like, what are we here in the studio to do? Well, uh, I mean, right now, Desmond? We're here to shake it, not stir it. That's right. Ooh. We're talking again, and this time, we're covering Goldeneye. Oh! Yes, yes, the 1995 classic. Classic, yeah, yeah, I'll call it a classic. You know, it's it's um, a classic to us, and that's all that matters for oh, the purposes yeah. of it's this a classic. No, it's it, a classic it, to a lot of people. It's old as fuck now. Yeah, I mean, let's just get this right out of the way. It's unfair. It is unfair <laughs> how much better this movie is, and the game is than any, uh, not any of the other installments of Bond. But man, it really sets the bar way too high. Um, it's awesome. I, I agree, but we'll get more into our opinions in a minute. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm kind of well, with you. Well, I want to do it right now. I, mean, I love that you did it right now. I, you know, <laughs> you I'm sorry. Do it right now. That's that's kind of a dickhole thing. We'll get we'll get more on that. We'll be yeah. more on that in a minute. Yeah, yeah. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I'm sorry. All right. So no, yes, no, no. Uh, I'm really happy to be doing this episode because this is a movie I like a whole lot um, and very nostalgic to me. Um, but Goldeneye, 1995. It's directed by Martin Campbell, who also directed uh, Casino. Royale, oh, cool. um, Daniel Craig's freshman effort. So this guy's got away with um, uh, a Bond debut. Um, yeah, uh, he is old as fuck though. Now so I think I don't think he's gonna be doing it anymore. Oh. Well, he certainly ain't gonna be doing the stand-in parts uh, for the for the you know stunt doubles like he did in Goldeneye. But uh, <laughs> <Did> he- uh, <laughs> what? Oh yeah, he plays all of them. So he's all, all of them. them. You know, that's like his. It's like you know how like. Uh, Hitchcock will be like walking past with his dog, you yeah. know. Yeah, this is this is like that, but for James Bond. <laughs> oh well, that's a fun piece of trivia there. It's a real piece of trivia. It sounds don't very to, real. Don't try to verify it. No, just, just don't try to verify. No, it's it, more but. fun if you just let it be out there and unverified and continue to believe it for the rest of your days. Yeah, I think. I mean, that's the responsible thing to do. It's the easier Peter. thing to do, too. And this, uh, it's so you know, much this less is responsible work. Peter I'm talking to. Yeah, that, that's me. Yeah. I'm purposeful, responsible Peter. Purposeful Peter, responsible Peter. What was the other one? Um, practical? practical Peter. Yeah, practical, practical Peter. Practical Peter. Yeah, 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 practical Peter. Peter. And now digital Peter. There's so many fucking Peters. Yeah, man. And it's great. Yeah, well, that 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 yeah. bump was definitely picked up on him. Oh, yeah, well, well. That's, it won't be the yeah. first. And it won't so be the this last. one, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, um, so, yeah. so, <laughs> so Desmond, tell us a little bit about uh, what happens in this 007 adventure, Goldeneye. Okay, so years after a mission gone wrong, MI6 agent James Bond, codenamed 007, that's 007, 007. Got it. James Bond must confront his past and thwart a Russian crime syndicate that has stolen a super weapon. Does that sound familiar? Well, that's 75% of James Bond movies for you. Suits are worn, cars are driven, and M yells at Bond a bit. And did we, me- <clears throat> and did we mention Russians? <gasps> so, gentlemen, uh, let's start at the beginning. What is your experience with James Bond? When were you first introduced to it? Was it with this film? Was it with the video game? Uh, uh, what's your story? I had an uncle that was super into 
James Bond movies, I think he owned all of them. And every time we go down and visit, it'd be like, hey, we're going to watch a whole bunch of James Bond. I'm like, all right. You know, and then eh, the years went by and it's like, it's, you know, they would do like the 007 Days of Christmas, you know, oh, yeah. on, on, on TBS. Or, uh, you know, uh, those would always be on uh, during that time of year. And then mm. came the fateful uh, uh, receiving of the GoldenEye for the Nintendo 64. And... Uh, Let's just get this out of the way. Uh, that game is fucking awesome. Yes, yeah. yes, it is. Yeah, um, it is. And and it's a companion piece to this game. Although, I mean, I'm sorry, it's a companion piece to this movie, even though it came out two years later, which always blows my mind. Um, that that Goldeneye sixty four is. It's so accurate uh, to the locations that they show in the movie. It's like shockingly accurate. We watch the movie, you're like, oh yeah, this is that level, and it's like they're in almost all the same order. It's awesome. Yeah, yeah, and the sound effects are just just, just remind you of the movie uh, totally. It, it's they 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 did their rareware did their homework. They did. Um, they did. They had um they had people who were on set um help design stuff. They had uh, photographs and all the behind the scenes stuff for pretty much every location. Same thing with um, the costumes and stuff like that. So they really really uh, you know like Desmond said did their homework because I can't think of another idiom right now. Um, <laughs> but they, uh, they research. Yeah, they researched thoroughly. Not an idiom, but describes it. Um, yeah, right. Yeah, they, they did a great job. And obviously, you know, it's it stood the test of time better than I expected it to. And we've gotten into that on other media, which I don't know if they will be out by the time this comes out. But Well, let's just spoil them a little bit here, Peter, because we have another supplemental show going on. It's we called do. Prequel Sequel Replay. Now, this is a game where we uh, this is a show where we play movie-based video games, uh, not because anyone asked us to, but because it's the right thing to do. Someone has to do it. And um, if if timing is fortunate of the things, and I, I believe it will be, uh, pop over to In Living Terror YouTube channel and check out some of uh, the the playing we do of Goldeneye. I think I'm it's running through that thing like the clean operating machine that it is. Yeah, he's got the devil in him. I think it's safe <laughs> to say we the, the, these um uh the, these should come out around the same time. Yeah. Um uh, I, I would I would definitely like to see these as companion pieces and I think that works great for you. Um but back on what I was saying, uh, I, I would say my first experience with James Bond was most definitely GoldenEye 64. I didn't see this movie uh when it came out because I was fucking 6 and no way. <laughs> yeah. Um <laughs> and uh the, <laughs> Uh, the GoldenEye 64, it was the game everyone had. It was the party game. Um, and, you know, I was aware that James Bond was a movie franchise, but, but the game just made me want to see this. And my mom was not about <laughs> me seeing uh. these movies. So we uh, uh, we compromised, and she got me into the uh, uh, Sean Connery ones because for some reason the PG rating on the back Makes it better. Uh, I, I would I would argue I, I would argue that the, the the Sean Connery ones are far more offensive than any maybe not anything but most of of what uh, Pierce Brosnan ever did. So my first James Bond movie was actually the first James Bond movie, Doctor No. Oh wow! Um, and that movie's that movie's decent. I, the first couple of Sean Connery outings are, are extremely entertaining. Um, you know. Uh, if you can excuse the the horrid misogyny and racism, <laughs> yeah, um, there's that, um, which is hard to really excuse. I understand that, but there's there's some fun espionage action and great sets, uh, awesome true. clothes and and uh, I mean Connery gets some of the best villains too. Um, uh, uh, Goldfinger, mm -hmm. what a great movie! It, it's awesome. But I didn't see this movie until. I don't know. Much later, I probably saw Goldeneye 1998, 1999, rented it or something. Like my mom was well, definitely. It was the first uh, uh, first Bond movie to come out on DVD. Oh. Is it really? Yeah, oh, that yeah. Makes sense. I'm sure they pressed up the other ones, you know, after the fact. But it was the first like release go to DVD. Yeah. Um, so that, yeah, that's probably how a lot of us ended up seeing it. How did how did you see it, Peter? Um. So Goldeneye was definitely my first. Um, introduction to James Bond. I actually dressed up as James Bond for Halloween the year Goldeneye oh, came nice. out. I had some like black hair dye on that like dyed my hair black for like weeks because we got the wrong time. <laughs> that was not a good look. Uh, and I remember I remember going to Blockbuster and like handing my dad Goldeneye and he was like eh. he was like hesitant but then rented it for me because I'm think I thought he was thinking he was like, you know, this is kinda bad, but hey, I'll get to watch James Bond instead of, you know, UHF for the thirtieth time. So that'll be fun. <laughs> yeah. So and then after that, I started um, diving back into like the 
the older James Bonds. Like I watched a lot of J- um, a lot of Roger Moore, like too much he, Roger he's Moore. He's got the most. He does have. He's the most. got the most movies. He mo- does definitely have bulk of the series, dude. Definitely not a lightweight. And the silliest um, ones. Well, actually, oh, they're awful. Yeah. Actually, Brosnan <laughs> I mean, has a lot of silly about ones it. too. Um, they're they're not like the best movies, but they're they're pretty great. And just I, I love the you know how they make up these crazy villains. I don't know, and and all the gadgetry and everything. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of things that, are, that all the movies have going for them. It's like, yeah, I'll, fuck yeah, I'll, I'll see this out. You know, sure, like, yeah, why not? Roger Roger Moore gets pretty fucking hokey down the line, though. Yeah. I mean, he of oh, course yeah. is every oh. as many people surely know he's the Moonraker one. Mm-hmm. Um, and man. Th- those th- the view set- to a kill, view, view to a kill. Ooh. Need I say any more? Which was, I believe it was his last one, right? Yeah. Because they paired him up with someone that was like his granddaughter's age, and, and he was like, ooh. "Disgusting, ooh. Gross. Yeah. This is just fucking." Gross. That's the one where the finale is on the Golden Gate Bridge. He fights uh, Christopher Walken <laughs> and Mayday. Oh, no. And Mayday, yeah, who you great. can play as in GoldenEye for the N64. I mean, like I say, it's unfair. It is fun, the legacy of Bond and all the characters fun you have to fair, pull from. Pull, pull, fun, fun fair, I should say. Uh, you have just all these great characters to pull from. Well, I say great kind of in quotes. I mean, yeah. they're, they're, Memorable. they're essentially filmation He-Man type <laughs> quality villains. They're a lot of fun. Um, and yeah, after I had seen Goldeneye, I, went, I started going back further. You know, I, As I said, I, I had started with a lot of Sean Connery stuff. I went back to Moore, and Moore never really did it for me. I know a lot of people swear by him. I think a lot of people are nostalgic for what they grew up with and and that's that's awesome mm-hmm. cool um but I, I it was timothy dalton that really resonated with me and timothy huh. dalton is kind of like i don't know and i the, never hear that from anybody else but you know what like hey he, you know, he only has two yeah. movies the living daylights and license to kill um and he's kind of the joke of a lot of people because he's only got two movies and there's also lazenby back in the late 60s who did one but no one talks about him for the most part but with uh, dalton people kind of make fun of him and it's like no his his movies are r- really worth a second look um he almost got goldeneye he almost got goldeneye he uh, goldeneye almost starred him but there was a bunch of legal disputes not with dalton but i think with the studios that like i think this was the longest gap uh license to kill and golden I was like six years. Yeah, I think it was. Uh, they were. They had to change a bunch of things about Goldeneye because it was too close to another movie being made at the time. Uh, I think. I think True Lies. I'm. I'm, I'm not sure, but. Uh, uh. But yeah, yeah. I, I do implore you to go check out License to Kill and The Living Daylights. Uh, 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 T- Timothy Dalton really is kind of what Daniel Craig uh, grew into. Mm. Um, uh, a bitter, angry Bond who kind of just hates his job. And I, I find that for the character a lot more interesting than the smug fucking bastard who's all too comfortable <laughs> in that suit. Uh, uh, right. I, it's like, yeah, Bond would be a miserable piece of shit. He would. Um, He'd be awful. He's, basic, he's basically asking him to fire him every, every time. And I, I think that's really really <laughs> really endearing um but but back on golden night what a what a debut uh for for Pierce Brosnan I mean he comes mm-hmm. out the gate uh this movie's really notable for kind of taking James Bond that was a uh slower almost you could almost call them action comedies before mm-hmm. uh mm-hmm. there's you a lighthearted could. there's nature comic to re- him. yeah there's comic relief in almost all of the older movies there's this little side yeah. character that's yucking it up Oh yeah, and in different levels of distasteful too. Yeah, uh, and there's a lot more like lounging going on, and you know what I mean, like like in that '60s kind of TV dinner, you know, kind of just swanky lounge quality to them. Where yeah, they're a lot slower. Just mm. I guess they made slower movies before, but this one definitely comes out fucking swinging. You yeah, know? It makes does. me want to makes me want to just dust it off. You know, blow into the cartridge and. You know, put it on and just just play for yeah, hours. Ma- so <laughs> makes, yeah, makes you want to jump at the edge of the facility bridge and land into the facility below, which is how this movie starts. It is. So yeah. we've got a great cast um, in this movie. Um, Pierce Brosnan, Remington Steele himself, who is I don't know. It's 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 maybe Remington because Remington Steele. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, that took a second. <laughs> um, <laughs> the Thomas Crown Affair, some might say. Oh, that's uh, so funny that you the, miss, the Mrs. Doubtfire. <laughs> Mrs. Doubtfire. Yeah, Mrs. Doubtfire. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I, I, it, maybe it's because I grew up with him. I can't. He's the go-to image of Bond in my head. But mm. man, he he just looks like James Bond. I like to call him the Ken doll version oh, of Bond that's with his good. big oh, ass mm. fucking head. <laughs> yeah, he, like you could see him in that blister pack with a few guns and a turtleneck oh, or absolutely. whatever. Um, we got Alec Trevelyan, who is 006, which is really interesting. You don't see a lot of the other Doubles um, in the Bond franchise, mm-hmm. but he's played by Sean Bean, the Man of Death himself. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, um, and Sean Bean is an absolutely wonderful actor. He is. Um, uh, um, it's great to see him not in some fucking medieval bullshit. Yeah. Like he's so frequently. I mean, he's in a, at this point, he's in so many Netflix, like, or straight to DVD medieval fuck off type things. Post Game of Thrones, yeah. it was just. Let's throw this long-haired Scot- Scottish man. I think he's Scottish. He might not be. I don't want to. Yeah, don't yeah, quote yeah. me on that. I could definitely see a Scottish accent coming out of his his mouth. Pierce Brosnan is actually Irish. Oh, yeah. Wow. I, I didn't know that. He, he seems so all-American um, <laughs> with the uh, James Bond. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, um, a real American hero. So two things. <laughs> um, Sean Bean is British. He is. He was born okay. in Sheffield. Um, and number two, Sean Bean and Scott are the same height. <laughs> what? <laughs> Thanks, Peter. <laughs> how, how tall is he? He's five ten. Uh, who? Which Scott are we talking about? You. I'm not five ten, Peter. What? I'm six or six one. Oh, uh, then, you, on then how you're hella tall taller than Sean Bean. Then <laughs> I just you just think I'm that short because I probably appear that short because I'm bad at posture. Oh and my I god, slouch a lot. I'm, I'm I'm terrible at estimating heights. To be honest, this no, is the it's only a, reason it's why. Okay, it's okay. I'm much happier that I'm taller than Sean Bean. So, well, there you go. Wait, let's like see. means I could probably beat him up pretty bad on the schoolyard. Uh, so we've being got bigger we, and whatnot. Wait, hold we've on. got two of the fabled. Uh, Bond girls in this movie. Um, I think two is the right number. Whenever there's more, it's th- then you're then you're in a more yeah. movie. Um, um, you, you, just two. You have the bad one, the good one, and we've got uh, Natalia Simonova, who's played by Isabella Scor. How do you say that? Skorupko. Uh, yeah, I think Isabella Skorupko. Um, um, and she's she's a scientist at a Russian research center that gets attacked by uh, Zena Onatop, played by. Fumke uh, Johnson. Fumke Johnson. Johnson. Yep. I couldn't. That Jans- might be a soft J. No, it could be a soft J. It's Jemson. Uh, Jem- it's okay. probably Jensen. a soft J when she wants it to be and a hard J I when think she I wants it to be because you know she's in control. Fucking yeah. Xenia is on oh, the top. No, she's uh, like yeah. She she's I I don't know I. I'd say she like gets off on crushing people to death with her hips. She <laughs> certainly does. She one hundred percent does. Yes. Which um, like and I, I gotta. I don't know. I kind of <laughs> like that just because of like how sexuality is like used in James Bond movies. It's nice oh, to have a, a lady character be like, "Fuck this shit." <laughs> right. I, I, I'm not on the authority of what a woman may find offensive about the character. Um, oh, I can see no. it being a big no-no. Um, but but I think Xena kind of rocks. It is a great villain. Yeah. I think, and, the, um, I think both of the both of the ladies in this movie. I mean, as as opposed to just being like an idle, pretty plaything, as you know, women are you know normally portrayed in Bond movies, especially a lot of the older ones. They're actually like capable and and you know, like integral to the plot. I mean, Natalia like is a one is the one that crashes the golden eye satellite at the end you know spoiler alert yeah but, yeah she's but, I mean they're, they're like you know involved and they're not just like tagging along or or you know, and they're strong, I would say. Oh, she's yeah, much stronger absolutely. characters than normal. She's much more on the adventure than usual, um, yeah. and uh, I would say. Or at least up until that point. Um, so, and this installment of the Bond franchise introduces one of my favorite additions, which is uh, Dame Judi Dench as M. Oh, she's and that so is like good. the best fucking route they could have gone. Mm-hmm. She is so great. She's so great, in fact, she carries over to the uh, Daniel Craig films, yeah. um, which... For continuity nerds, that I know that drives people crazy, but hey, but you know, she's hella good. Keep, Just let it. Let us have it. Let us have she, it. She's perfect, <laughs> and she's she's kind of um, she she doesn't like Bond. She knows he's the man for the job, but uh, I believe she calls him a a sexist dinosaur, a relic of the Cold War. <laughs> yeah, she um, does. <laughs> as he's as he's in her office drinking her scotch. Yeah, it's yeah, pretty um, great. Um, <laughs> But G- Judy Dench just fucking rules, and I love her, and she was great. Um, uh, we have uh, Desmond Llewellyn returning as Q, and he's just fucking great. Crotchety yeah. old man. Yeah. Hates 007 not returning his um, inventions in proper order. Uh, order. Um, that's my life! That's 007, this that's is the ghetto blaster. <laughs> oh, God. Uh-oh. That's uh, that's from one of the um, <laughs> Dalton ones. Uh, Miss Moneypenny, played by Samantha Bond, and I think she's back for every um, uh, Brosnan 
film. Um, and then we have Joe Don Baker as Jack Wade. Oh, what's man. interesting about him, he is a different character in uh, The Living Daylights, the first Dalton installment. Yeah, he becomes so a... He's brought back as a completely different guy for this one. Yeah, that's <laughs> the only yeah, time why, that's ever not? happened in a Bond film with an American actor. Yeah. Uh, is she the, is she the, he's the guy who's like helping Bond? Yeah. And, like he just, I'm showing up. Yeah, hey there, um, Jimbo, Jimmy Bond. Yeah, no. Okay, when he shows up at the end, it's like <laughs> they got dropped up in like a random field, like just a random field, and then dude is just he's there, and then like thirty Marines are all around him, in, just in the what in that one area. Yeah. I'm skipping way ahead here, but that doesn't matter because it's just a scene at the end. And and three helicopters descend into frames. Are you telling me you did not hear them? You did not hear those helicopters at all seconds ago. It's yeah. a movie thing. It's yeah. like, yeah, it's they couldn't see it because thing, the, yeah. the camera. Slightly <laughs> out of frame. Oh, okay. There it is. Yeah. yeah. Uh, um, that, this is a role that now, like, that would so be someone like, um, gosh, uh, fuck. Why am I blanking on his uh, name? Like Ed uh, Ash. Ash versus Evil Dead. Uh, oh. It would, be, it would so be Bruce Campbell, yeah. just a fucking old dude yeah. stumbling around with a Brit. Joe Don um, Baker been in a was in a Bruce Campbell movie, Congo. Oh, is he? Yeah, actually, I know he's in Mars Attacks. Yeah, Joe Don Baker. Um, if you are a fan of like B movies and che- cheesy ass movies from the seventies and eighties, he shows up a lot. You might uh, fans of Mystery Science Theater three thousand might remember him from Final Justice, where he plays this horrible like drunken cowboy vigilante. Um, he's terrible. <laughs> Um, and he also plays the titular Mitchell in the movie Mitchell. Um, he he's there. He has a je ne sais quoi. He's one of those bad movie actors. And whenever he shows up, everyone's like, "Oh yeah, fuck yeah, Joe Don Baker's here. Let's see what he's gonna yell right. about." Um, we've also got Valentine, who is kind of a, a, an adversary of Bonds, but they they kind of have a rocky relationship. Um, rocky enough to where he'll 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 shoot a bunch of rounds in between Bond's legs, but not n- nick anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, know, which uh, is which which you know. Bond apparently did not afford him the same uh, luxury. No, he shot him in the fucking leg. Yeah, they're like, they're like, oh, he's got a limp. They're like, I do you know him? And I gave him the limp. You know, right? Oh yeah, that's <laughs> such a Bond line. That's yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, Valentine's played by Robbie Coltrane, who is Hagrid. Um, he's not oh, that big, folks. Don't worry. That's right. Last but definitely not least, um, either you love him or you hate him. I personally love him, and I think it. It's a, a great comedic role for this film. Uh, we have Boris, played by Alan Cumming, who is a wonderful character actor. Oh, yeah. And um, I, I think he's really a riot in this this film. Yeah, he he honestly, like, he borders on cartoon. It's a little cartoony, but it's not that cartoony. He, like, makes you believe this stupid, slimy piece of crap, like, could actually exist. And I'm sure there are many people like Boris out there in the world. And uh, Alan Cumming is doing a great service by him. Um, yeah, it, it, it's it, it, that goes hand in hand with that like '90s idea of what a hacker is, and um, I don't want to spoil what we may have planned for this season, um, but but we'll talk more of that in in a different episode. Oh, yeah, um, 90s hacker aesthetic. Oh, um, oh, oh yeah. Uh, I wonder which movie that could be. <laughs> well, we could definitely not. Uh, we will never know. The yeah. Matrix. Who knows? Yeah, it's, yeah uh, probably it's, the Matrix. Yeah, it's definitely Idle Hands, starring Seth. But this movie out co-starring. The- <laughs> he is not the star. He's, He's the star a, in my heart, a, Scott. Nobody <laughs> he cares about Devin Sawa. He's he yeah. Well, wait, uh, is it Devin Sawa? I can't deny. I I don't know. I don't have that in front. Devin of me. Sawa and I'm sorry, what? Idle oh, hands. hands. Oh, I couldn't tell you. Well, Devin Sawa. Well, I'm about to I find know, Final out. Destination and Casper. It is Devin Sawa. I win. Are you, would you would you hold your uh, arms up in the air and say I am invincible? Um, only if I'm about to get hit by liquid nitrogen after I do it. Well, Peter, I've got a surprise for you <laughs> because <laughs> if you're wondering what those big packages that showed up at your uh, doorstep yesterday I, oh, were, well, I, I was wondering. All actually, you to, all you have to do is stand up in front of them, and I got a remote mine here ready to explode. Uh, oh man! Well, so, so, sorry to again <laughs> jump to the ending, but 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 yeah, he does get frozen <laughs> with liquid ni- nitrogen. And I was watching that uh, with Molly, and she's just like, "Really? <laughs> that's, yes. that's how he goes out." <laughs> It, so this movie had. Um, yeah. I'm sorry. No, well, uh, I'll, we'll just do this right now because it, it's happening. Um, they like set up this bond gadget with this pen clicking. You click it three times to enable it. It's a bomb. You three times click disable it. 
Um, it's shown early on that Boris has a clicky, like, fe- like fixation with pens. He grabs them and he starts clicking them randomly. So there's a really tense scene where he's just grabbing the pen and clicking and clicking and clicking and clicking. And you think, oh, this- Boris is going to get exploded. And then he doesn't. And then later, you know, he gets it's the hydrogen. Well, he al- he almost does, right? Because he clicks yeah. it the final three times and then and then Bond slaps out his hand and it blows up the big tanks and everything. Yeah. And then that that cues into sort of a, a action sequence. Yes. Action sequence. Right, right. But, so, um, so this yeah. movie had its work cut cut out for it to make Bond a 90s action hero, to, to make him stand against his uh, contemporaries. And I think it uh, succeeds. I mean, this movie, out the gates, um, you've got this great scene on the dam, um, and you have just a fucking awesome practical stunt immediately where uh, there's a stuntman, definitely not Pierce Brosnan. No. You see the <laughs> face in the shot. Uh, he uh, bungees off of this um, off of dam um, to get into the secret Russian base. Um, and he, uh, he re- at the end of his bungee jump, he repels into like the roof that he's trying to break into and uses a laser to cut a hole into it. Yeah. Um, and I always found that so funny because you just have a laser gun, dude. <laughs> Why do you why do you even use that Walther PP7 at all? Like you could be uh, shoot, right, <laughs> yeah, shooting right. holes in men right, uh, right through the head. Yeah, I guess I, I never even thought about that. Yeah, it's I hilarious. Ne- I mean, where does that go? <laughs> I guess it just seems kind of lame to have him running around through a movie squeezing his watch. <laughs> like, I it's just not his watch it. actually. The laser that uses um down it's like its own gun. Well oh oh you mean that like that repelling the gun? Yeah. Oh that thing the has the laser on it. I could Okay. But yeah, you bring yeah. up the watch. I don't know if it was the same for you guys when you were young in school, but the Q the idea of the Q watch was so the rage. Yeah. Just like it definitely was. I, I I feel like these these Brosnan films definitely made Bond a f- just such a fucking commercial for everything mm-hmm. from cars to just suits to whatever and yeah oh man I want the Q watch oh the, I could talk to people with it and it's like we everyone just has those now mm-hmm. um, fucking walking around there the, talking just talking to their wrist you know while they're standing in line holding their wrist to their head it's just, right I, I get it that it, it works but like kind of look like an asshole. I'm just going to be honest. A little bit. A lot of bit. <laughs> a lot of bit. A lot of bit. Yeah. Um, so essentially Bond and uh, 007 and 006 are on a mission to this Russian base um, and things go wrong and 006 is seemingly killed. Uh, Bond escapes uh, by the skin of his teeth in this ridiculous free-falling scene where he gets into a uh, airplane that is careening into a ravine. <laughs> One of the away, most ridiculous he- scenes. <laughs> Oh, it's so bad. So bad. I, I didn't know you could just aim yourself when falling like that. <laughs> yeah, or like you could, like, what is he, like, swimming so you could fall faster exactly than the plane? Like, what if that went wrong, Bond? That's it for you? Mission over? I, I guess. <laughs> I guess that's why there's all the different 007s. It's like, that's the name of the job. And, like, it's really just a, a bunch of different people. And anybody could be 007. I always, right, you know? I always. It doesn't have to be one person. I always loved the idea that it's it's the name and the number. It's not. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but Skyfall went and fucked that all up. And they, they go to Bond's, like, family home, the Bond estate. And it's just like, oh, oh you are just James Bond. I, I re- people really like Skyfall, and I think there's a lot of good going on in that movie. Um, it starts really strong, but it just is bloated and stupid and, I don't know, the Home Alone ending, whatever. Yeah. It's got a great song, though, which so does this movie. Um, after that whole plane ordeal, we get to the Tina Turner song that was actually written by Bono and the Edge, oh. which I did not know. Huh. Um, <laughs> but um, the composer, Eric Serra, didn't have anything to do with the theme song, which is why uh, you don't hear the theme song motif throughout the score, oh, uh, which okay. most Bond movies do. Yeah. GoldenEye! Yeah, right. <laughs> I gotta be honest, uh... I, I don't care for the, the, the song. Really? Yeah, I don't really no, care, I don't care right. for it's it a, it's either, a little, it's I'm a little, sorry. <laughs> it's a little, I, I, yeah, I, I guess, no. I, I, mean, I, I, like, I like me a good Bond song intro thing. I would say if I had to cut one part from this whole movie, that, that'd be it. Oh, that sucks. I think the whole thing, you know. Well, I don't speak for everyone here. I think the song's awesome. I, I like it uh, way more. I think I think Bond um, switches off by movie, which song will be good. I think the Tomorrow Never Dies song's just fucking awful. Uh, <laughs> but then World Has Not Enough, you get garbage. Um, 
Uh, the band garbage. Yeah, the, band garbage. Oh, okay. <laughs> the world is not enough. The, the, the I remember the world is not. I love that enough. one. And then Die Another Day is uh, Madonna, and that's just fucking awful. Yeah, no, that it, ke um, it keeps going because Casino Royale, the Chris Cornell song, is like a good Bond song. And then <laughs> fucking great. And then and Quantum of Solace, the awful Jack White, Alicia Keys. What? What is it? <laughs> what is it? It's terrible. Um, uh, another day to die, and then you get Skyfall, and then is, you have that yeah. uh, Spectre one. That's I don't even know who the fuck did that one. It's, that movie sucks. Um, <laughs> Jeez. Uh, I will say, um, as much as I do love the opening song, I think Tina Turner is a little squeaky in it. It feels like she can't quite, yeah, quite I mean, hit it. I I don't think it's. I, here what I'll say is I don't. It doesn't make me mad or anything. I actually like to make fun of the song. <laughs> This is golden eyes. I like the little Just plucking <laughs> strings in the beginning do, when like do, the do, eye do. forms and the explosions. Yeah, like, yeah. Do, 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 do. I mean, it's not bad. It's not a bad sequence. It's not a bad sequence. It, uh, the, 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 I'd say just yeah, the voice. It's some pretty voice. on the nose, like the Cold War is over golden type eye. imagery. All those sickles uh, being crushed and all that. All those women. Um, um, <laughs> and, I was about to say in tar, but it's not this Because nothing says the Cold War is over like laser fucking satellite <laughs> weapons that blow, like, can pinpoint any spot on Earth and blow it up. Because that's not an exotic, you know, weaponry or anything, uh, you know. Yeah, right. The Golden Eye. That is, if that's what you're wondering, what Golden Eye is, it's the satellite. That's yeah. the name of the satellite. <laughs> so the next thing of the movie is Bond receiving an evaluation um, oh my God. from, I imagine, some sort of MI6 official, which he uh, gets into a car battle of sorts with Xena on the top, who's in one hell of a Ferrari. I think yeah. it's a Ferrari, not a know. car guy. Fancy red car. Um, Fancy red Very car. fancy. Uh, Bond deflects all sorts of criticism by making a move on her. Not in a good light. No. Or, it doesn't put you in a good light, Bond. Especially not. how you have an open container in your center console. <laughs> hey, it's, uh, it's the UK. Maybe it's different there. <laughs> But but boy does that uh, boy does that Aston Martin look look great. Dude, I love that car. They do. Aston Martins look amazing. I was at an eye doctor once, and there was an Aston Martin parked outside, and I was like, "Who the hell brought their Aston Martin to the eye doctor?" That see, that's <laughs> what you don't understand is that was part of the test from the eye doctor oh, no. to see if you could <laughs> see that it was an Aston Martin. So you know he knows if people are walking past it in the office and they're not seeing it. <laughs> Oh boy, get ready because you're gonna need a full eye replacement probably. And Scott, if you could drop in a sample of the chase car battle music, it's why I just love the score of this movie. It's just so synth and weird. Yeah, I, I, yes. it, it, they never did that again with a Bond movie. He is just all time smug. Like this is our oh my main introduction Very to Bond. Smug. He's just cackling. <laughs> I mean, he looks great. Uh, I always thought Bond looks lame when he's not in a suit, though. It's very funny when he's in like a sweater or some shit. Or like <laughs> he does accentuate his like good boyness. God, what was the one where he, the Halle Berry one where he's just like in Hawaiian shirts like the whole time? Ugh. That's Die Another Day, and yeah. I have forever have a problem with that movie because um, he orders a mojito <laughs> instead of his like <laughs> no! professional martini. Oh, uh, is that the one with the guys? Diamonds in his face. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. You see, you know what the joke there should have be? He should or ask for a martini, and they're like, "We don't have any gin or vodka." And then he asks for a mojito. That's the joke. That's exactly. That's what it that's should be. What any writer would have done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So essentially, uh, Bond gets called into MI6. Uh, he's got to stop a terrorist cell. Uh, who is um big Russian. They've. Thing. Yeah, they, they've stolen uh, essentially the keys to a, a super evil satellite uh, that can uh, emit sonic rays or something. It, uh, it's, yeah, right? it's, it's, it's basically like a huge a electromagnetic GMP. pulse yeah. laser type thing. That's not the first or last time this comes up in the franchise, but yeah, like I was saying earlier, this is like it's it's cookie cutter Bond setup stuff, but they 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 tackle it really well. Um, so Natalia is a scientist from the research center where um, essentially the keys to the satellite are stolen from. Um, and she essentially has to go, out, she's the sole survivor, has to go underground and eventually hooks up with James. Um, uh, they are both stuck in uh, the um, the helicopter. Yeah, they get the, put the, there. The, by the military helicopter. And she's like, wake up, wake up. So, and she's like beaten on the back of the chair. So it's something we like we've missed entirely here, um, which will tie this all together. Um, in the beginning, um, basically they're gonna blow a facility for this Russian whatever the hell like group. 
Um, and um, what's it called? 006, Alec Trevelyan gets captured and shot and murdered. And James feels guilty about that because he's a human being. Uh, but then it <laughs> turns out that uh, Trevelyan has not been dead um, at all. He faked his death, which is very odd considering it, there was a gun against his head and it, expl- it exploded and then the room he was in exploded. But anyways. Uh, Got shot point blank. Yeah, okay. Yeah. He, he, he's very good doctor. Allegedly maybe he just grazed the side of his face because maybe that was part of the deception? No, Like no, that no. early on? Or you think he turned later? No, 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 no. Because no. he said, um, the, I, this is because you set the timers to three minutes instead of six. Like, it was all part of the Right, plan. right, right. Um, yeah, those are burns, yeah, not those like are a burns. bullet wound on the side uh, of his face. Yeah, so he... Maybe he just has a really good plastic surgeon. I don't know. So uh, Not that good. So James is going to this weird, like, statue graveyard from, like, the, the like, Red Revolution or whatever, like, early, like, 20th century, like, Russian, like, family warfare stuff, and he's thinking he's going to meet the head of this, um, you know, Russian separatist group, and then it turns out it's traveling. Oh, his, like, family oh. was... Were like Russians that the British people killed because uh, military reasons. Not they don't really elaborate it because maybe yeah. it's true and it doesn't paint you know British history in the best light. I don't know, um, but that's why and, and, uh, like wants to kill British people and end the world. So the way the way Bond um, finally uh, meets Trevelyan, um, who is moonlighting as the head of this terrorist group, uh, y- Yaz, uh, Yanis, yeah. Um, uh, Bond has a fracas with Xena on the top, um, in a bathhouse. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, um, where you get the no, 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 no more foreplay line. Uh, yeah, he yeah. eventually gets, gets her to, uh, to take him to, um, Trevelyan and he knocks her out in this very like we don't want to show a woman getting hit straight up type of way yeah. like he <laughs> he chops her but she's out of frame when the impact happens yeah. and she's just kind of like laying there knocked out it cracked me up yeah. uh, he's, a, he's a class hack you know she she like she was like no like when you slam me against the wall in this scene like do it as hard as you can she actually like broke a rib did she really from that oh, did yeah. she? oh shit she, you know, she is just, just badass. She is great. She yeah. is unhinged okay, and like yeah. is fucking crazy and fucking scary. <laughs> yeah, Earlier yeah. on in the film, she fucks a guy to death. <laughs> yeah, you know that's does. the scene that they actually cut out the video game. You know, because they were gonna make it have an AO rating oh. where when you're on the frigate boat, you gotta take out you know Xenio and she's like mid squeeze. But right. they, had, they had to get rid of that for it's, obvious reasons. Yeah. It's worth mentioning she's the one who pulls the trigger on everyone in that research facility and she, she is loving it. Yeah, like... Yeah, she can tell. She's like ah! You know, she's like very into it. Yeah, I, I'd love to see, like, interviews with her. I, I bet she had a blast with it because it looks like she's having a great time being this yeah. insane, maniacal villain. She's got, um... Uh, yeah, she's great. She's she she's very beautiful, and she's got like insane wardrobe in this movie. Like everything going from her commando look to like the dresses in the casino. Fucking, she's badass. I don't know. Great adversary to Bond. Definitely my favorite Bond girl. Um, it's too bad she beats that um crushing end. Um, yeah. <laughs> but uh, Bond narrowly escapes being blown up in a fucking helicopter. It's just like, I don't know, man. If you want to kill Bond, just shoot him in the head. We need to stop that. But that's a joke that's been made since the beginning of this fucking franchise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, in that statue level in GoldenEye, I will say one thing against the game, maybe. That statue level in GoldenEye is very complicated. Uh, needlessly so. I mean, once you kind of, like, memorize the where you need to go, it's not so hard. Mm. But fuck. <laughs> There's a lot of statues in that park. It's yeah. all like, where the fuck am I going? What is all this? And that's all, you know, that's what I'll say about that. So, th- uh, things happen, <laughs> including um, a thrilling tank chase, um, which oh, is yeah, right, the tank. just so over the top. And, like, it, it feels like they're trying to fulfill some sort of, like, 90s action film quota of, like, yeah, we need to break some more shit. Yeah, th- it's fun. Yeah. It's, 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 it's great. Yeah, it's super fun. Uh, There's bu- that moment where he, like, goes under a Russian statue and, like, all of the statue breaks, but the, uh, the base breaks, but the statue's just on top of the tank for a while. Yeah. <laughs> just going along with it. Ah, okay, why not? That part is badass. Eventually, they, everything culminates in them uh, going to a secret underground, uh, underwater, I'm sorry, base out in the jungle, which is fucking 
awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're they're flying down there in a little plane after they met up with uh, what's his Hawaiian T-shirt again, and, uh, uh, <laughs> and uh, they're like, "Well, the, the dish, I don't see it. It's not anywhere." And then there's a, a missile comes up from under the water and fucking knocks the plane down into the jungle. Um, which, uh, yeah. Then they later they get into the base, and yeah, that is one of the coolest Bond bases that I think that they've ever done. And this does trigger the final confrontation with Xena, um, where uh, Bond attaches her to he, he attaches a tether. She she from, repels down from a helicopter, right? And they're in the middle of fighting, and she's almost got him squeezed to death. And uh, um, Natalia tries to help. Uh, but then he basically he attaches her to the ropes that she uh, that she repelled down on, and then shoots the fuck out of the pilot. The pilot dies, and then the helicopter crashes down. Yeah, which then pulls her up into the Y of some tree, and just squeezes her to death. So it's a fitting end, you know. Yeah. Um, I did just watch this yesterday, and I'm already forgetting. Does does, does Zena just punt Natalia? <laughs> like just fucking like hit her out of the way. Yeah, she totally uh, does. More or less, she like yeah. kind of very easily here. repels yeah. her. So attack, Natalia yes. like grabs a gun and instead of firing the gun, she tries to hit Zinya with it, and then Zinya grabs it and yeah, basically punts her out of the way. Well, it got, almost kind of speaks to like you know because throughout Natalia is is saying things along the lines of like you know, why do you kill so much and you know all this stuff, and so maybe she's like that against, you know, the guns, but it's like, okay, you're in the situation where you might die. Yeah. Like, I think this is the yeah. one situation where it's like, yeah, I would say just go for yeah. it, you know? This it, it's crazy about Natal. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Uh, I was going to say, let your no. killing flag fly. Yeah, absolutely. Just do it. Um, I, I would say a big thing about Natalia is that man, there's scenes of, with her that without Bond even in it. Like, when she's um, trying to contact Boris mm -hmm. after the attack on the base and all that. Like, yeah, she does She does uh, uh, go about her own business, and I think that uh, speaks to, to the character. Um, she kind of even scolds him later. It's just like, you're one cold motherfucker. Like, I mean, you know, doesn't stop her from sleeping with him. Yeah, but, well, he's uh, like, that's how I stay alive. Uh, you know? Got the drop on him. <laughs> yeah, the, <laughs> I know it's a movie and everything, but, like, the amount of, like, High intensity, almost got killed, followed immediately by intensely romantic sexual encounter. Like, uh, well, of course it's not realistic. It's just a movie, but <laughs> yeah. you know, I'm just, I just think it's like in real life. You're like, all right, you know, give me like, give me a little bit to calm down from that near death experience for a second here, and then yeah, then, then let's talk. And you know? I, I will say there, there, there's nothing wrong in any way with uh, how Pierce Brosnan looks in this no, movie. No, he's no, no, handsome no. British man. Um, but you, there are shirtless scenes, and while he looks great, he's in great shape. It, it, it's funny the difference between an action star then and now. Yeah, it's the true, last true. time you would ha wouldn't have it shaven with like, or the chest shaven with mm -hmm. just shredded abs. It's like oh, he just looks like. Looks like a fairly fit guy. I don't know. Bruce Willis, too. Like like in the Die Hard movies, it's like, oh, no, you'd be so roided out now. It's not even funny. Um, and and I, I will say, uh, Pierce gets a little paunchier as uh, the movies go on. Uh, he's a little old yeah. and die another day. Yeah. Um, a little old to be canoodling with Halle Berry. Yeah, a little um, Even though Halle Berry's way older than I thought she was. She's like in her early 50s. Yeah. Well, to his credit, Pierce Brosnan's like actual real life wife is just a, a regular woman, like not a star or anything. It's like you know, hey, <laughs> you love who you love, Pierce. You get good, good on you, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, uh, where were we? Sorry, I lost my um, place. We're, they're uh, at, we're the, in the they're at Golden. They're at the satellite. They're at Golden, which yeah. Golden is named after Ian Fleming's Jamaican home. Oh my which, god! I, <laughs> I don't know. That sounds problematic. <laughs> That's uh, so what do you mean? His Ian Fleming's home in Jamaica? Yeah, is he had named like a Jamaican uh, uh, vacation home or something where he wrote most of the novels. Uh, Ian Fleming is a tremendous piece of shit, oh, and uh, mm. I have read a lot of the Bond novels, and they are oh, they are interesting in that Sherlock Holmes intense like. I don't know, character study way, and you kind of get much more into Bond's psyche, and that's kind of cool, but 
if, if you thought the fucking movies were racist and misogynistic, uh, man, those those books are just trash. They tone it way back. They I they, bet. they scale it <laughs> way back. I won't repeat some of the the, the, wow. the, the the terrible bits, but I'm glad you know the Bond the Bond films is. Bond is a franchise. They adapt with the times, and that's kind of for better or for worse. They kind of like uh, it's kind of about masculinity in the given time they're made, and and I think we're getting better about that. Um, uh, I, I think Daniel Craig's movies are have abandoned a lot of the really terrible elements. Um, you know, he's still betting women, but you know, everyone uh, everyone's on board. <laughs> <laughs> I, they, they they change for the better as time goes on. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. Mm. Um, although I do miss those 60s suits. Um, but there is a great fight between Trevelyan and Bond on, yes. uh, on in the in the. Um, it, that's not Goldeneye though. The base. The name of the base? No, it's called the Cradle. Uh, at least in the game, it is. But Fuck it's, yeah, it's it's. Uh, and I think it's a. It, I don't think it's actually ever underwater. But I think that the facility is is a real. Antenna? Uh, I could be wrong about that. Maybe the whole thing is a fucking set. Uh, That's a bunch uh, of miniature work, I think. Yeah, the whole thing could be. I mean, I know that at least as it's like emerging from the water. Yes, definitely, definitely uh, um, a miniature. But the actual facility, maybe, maybe. Hey, they did a good job if it is because it looks like it could be a real fucking place. But there's a really great fight between uh, the, the the two agents. Um, that's just kind of raw and gritty. It's yeah. like two men really trying to kill each other, throwing each other into whatever the fuck. Uh, another thing that Craig uh, got right, like the brutality of this killing instrument. Um, but uh, Bond obviously bests Al Trevelyan um, and drops him the fuck yeah. <laughs> off of this base. Right, they dro- drops them down into like the the bottom part where you know it used to be water for you know for the for the satellite dish or whatever, um, and he lives, he lives because he's like, uh, yeah. he's like looking up, and then you know Bond of course jumps onto the uh, helicopter because Natalia has held the helicopter pilot hostage and made him go over there, and you know you get the nice he jumps onto the helicopter and flies away while the whole uh, enemy base goes up in flames, goes down in flames, blows up. And falls down on Trevelyan. He's like, Wah! he just gets like smashed by this thing. So, I guess falling like, I don't know, three or four hundred feet. Yeah, that wasn't enough. You know, <laughs> but it's funny the impact because we see the impact. Uh, yeah, it, the, the impact is of a man who was on a, like a fucking ladder and like he falls from onto, yeah. a, above frame. It's like, yeah, it's kind of a light fall. Falls onto like a falling pad yeah. that is like you know occluded by some level of special effect. Right, but, right. Yeah. Um, and you get the the, the 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 great moment when he's hanging on for dear life, and he's like, "For England, James, you know, don't kill me." And, um, no. For me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right, right, right. I was waiting for someone <laughs> to do it. Yeah. <laughs> we just we were waiting for the audience to do it, and they're they're just they're just sitting there with their fingers in their mouths. Chewing their nails because they we're keeping them on the edge of their seat with this one, guys. Clearly, that that's pretty much the meat of the movie. I mean, there's obviously a bunch of shit in the middle there that happens, but it's kind of, kind of suffers from what most Bond movies suffer from, uh, just being set pieces that don't really get them anywhere. It's like, yeah, when the third act starts, then they figure out where they need to be, but the whole second act is just kind of them, like, fucking around. There's an extended train sequence. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, yeah, the whole train level. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, but I think this, up until uh, up until this point, that was the most bullets fired in a Bond movie, oh, like hmm. by a huge margin. Yeah. Like hmm. there's th- there's some Sean Connery ones where he fires his gun like once. And I'm talking like a bullet. Oh really? Like, a bullet. Th- yeah. Th- th- this he's too busy fucking drinking. Yeah, right. he is. Yeah. You know that that surprise. It's not that surprising to me because when I was watching, I was like, man, James Bond is shooting a lot. There's not a lot of him slinking around and spying, which um, I'm, I'm, I don't have a problem with the shooting, shooty, shoot, shoot. Um, but there's more that you can do with him. Um, and I don't know. I think he's cooler when he's using his wit rather than when he's got a fucking AK-47 blasting guys. It right. works here, though, because um, we hadn't seen that yet. Um, well, I will, I will, I will, I'll posit this question to you like this, guys. Uh, Goldeneye or Dante's Peak? Oh Ooh. man, that's a hard one. Well, you see, only one that's of those tough. has um, Pierce Brosnan driving over lava, and the other one doesn't have that. 
Dante's peak. Oh, no, 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 no. He drives over lava in, in, in Goldeneye. <laughs> <laughs> There's that scene. It's right right, uh, right at the beginning. Oh, is it right at the beginning? Yeah, yeah. The, the, if you, he's driving on those mountains, and if you if you look on the road closely, oh, oh, there's, okay. there's lava. Okay, he avoids it because obviously part of the road is lava. So, you know, it's like, you know, you don't want to drive on it for sure. Um, but, you know, he's action-packed star. Uh, he he's an all-American hero. He's not an all-American reject, I'll tell, you, I'll tell you that much. He's an all-American... Uh, he's as classic as an uh, apple pie with a um, cup of coffee and eggs. Yeah. That's, um, that's, and uh, hash browns. Yeah, and uh, carbs. Nothing more American than carbs. Um, and the, to tie, tie this all back to something from an earlier point, um, Scott... Do you know how tall Pierce Brosnan is? Uh, is he gonna be five ten again? Six foot one. Oh, yeah. There you go. There you go. He, he looks. So sad. I'm I'm pretty evenly matched with Pierce Brosnan. So uh, Pierce, catch me outside. All right. Yeah. We, yeah. You, we also, check, you also got twenty out. years on him. Easy. <laughs> yeah, I'm twenty years older than him. Uh, <laughs> it's going down. <laughs> PB, meet me in the streets. I'll give you some J. You know what I mean? That's a, a J cut, which would be some kind of punch. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, so oh. this this movie inspired several games, not just the, the previously mentioned GoldenEye 64. Mm. Uh, there was also GoldenEye Rogue Agent for PS2, Xbox, and GameCube. Um, that game is fucking terrible. Yes. And is the most literal representation of GoldenEye. Oh. Uh, your, like, main power-up you have is literally a golden eye that can do a bunch of fucking basic-ass uh, uh, PS2 era things like deflect, like you know, deflect bullets or hack terminals, shit like that. It's an awful game. I bought it at launch, and it was just such a bummer. Um, yeah, I played I, through some of that one. It's 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 crap. I, I don't know. You need to stop trying to make Goldeneye two because that makes no sense. And just I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you know, just make a decent Bond game. Jesus Christ, uh, it's not that hard. Um, Apparently not, because I mean the people who made the Goldeneye, you I mean that they weren't even terribly experienced with with making games, which is like, no, rare. But rare. clearly they got there. I mean, you know, they they worked on it and well, they, they I fucking. I don't want to say rare wasn't experienced with making games, but that type of first person shooter. Well, for I, console. I, right, I guess that's what I mean. right, yeah, right, yeah, right. Yeah. Um, and there was also a kind of remake, uh, Goldeneye Reloaded, and that was initially on the Wii, then re-released on the PS3 and 360. That is essentially a remake of Goldeneye, but they put Bond in, oh, I'm sorry, Daniel Craig in the Bond role, um, and they didn't get any of the actors, mm. uh, likenesses, so everyone else just kind of looks like whatever, except for Judy Dench. Um, that game's not bad, it's basic Call of Duty engine type shooting stuff. I don't know. It's not as charming as GoldenEye 64, but it's a completely playable game. It's way better than fucking GoldenEye Rogue Agent. Uh, that was just a... I don't, I don't know. I don't know what they were thinking with that shit. And that was basically just like, make a first-person shooter, maybe we'll sell it as a Bond movie. Um, is it true with the GoldenEye Reloaded that there's a the cheat code where you can make uh, uh, M, Dame Judi Dench's character, uh, have the cat outfit that she has in Cats? <laughs> shit. <laughs> That's one hell of a patch to put in yeah, 10 years later. In the, <laughs> well, they patched Cats, so it works out. Um, they did patch Cats. <laughs> they did patch cats. <laughs> Give it the old Deuteronomy need. We need to know the Jellical choices. It's not Bond. It's, he's McCavity for sure. James Bond is a cat. He is a curious cat. He is a curious um, cat. I'll give him that. Uh, uh, okay, well, we've devolved into cats. Um, I think. So, what is it? I'm sorry. Yeah, no, go, go ahead, Desmond. What, what is it that you guys enjoy most about this movie? Because it seems like we're all very enthusiastic and we, 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 we all get a kick out of it. It's pretty good. Um, I, I would say that. I would say a lot of Bond movies have problem with dragging. Like, these movies are over two hours long, like, easy most of the time. And Goldeneye yeah. really, really moves um, for its length. It's mm -hmm. two hours and ten uh, yes, minutes. I remember looking up, like, I was about at the point where um, Natalia shows up, and, like, 40 minutes had gone by, and I was like, oh, I can't believe that was that was 40 minutes. That felt much shorter. Um, so it, it really moves. I think it established Pierce Brosnan as his own type of Bond um, pretty out the gate, particularly with the violence, lots and lots of violence. But, hey, got to yeah, establish something. Um, the the villain was solid. Traveling is fine. Like as a character, he's kind of weak, but it's just like nice, you know, to have 
an actor with some gravitas with Sean Bean and have like some gravitas, you know, from behind the scenes. Like he was an MI6 agent. It's it's nice to like get that wrinkle in there, have like a question about, you know, MI6 as an organization in there. You know, it, mm-hmm. that, that, that's fun. I like it. And um, the implication. Yeah. 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 Uh, the implication that this is that that Pierce is the same bond. As the other bonds, that's kind of funny to me. It's like, yeah, he'd be seventy years old. <laughs> right. Um, you might um, as well just be Al Pacino walking in with a fucking coffee in hand. Yeah. <laughs> just like, all right, I'm James Bond. Ready to do this. Yeah. I will say <laughs> my biggest beef with James Bond is like he has like the most inconspicuous job in the world and he makes a point of being so conspicuous like he drives the loudest cars he wears the loudest like he wears like tuxedos in situations where it's not even remotely appropriate he tells everyone his name which it turns out is his (laughs) actual name he has so many one night stands with random people who could be anyone James Bond has so many kids guys he has so many children he'll never see Bonds (laughs) bastards James Bond Jr. for one um Oh my god, it's, James <laughs> It's something they even make fun of, I think, in some of the Sean Connery ones. Like, like he'll lie and g- give a fake name, and, and the villain will be like, oh yeah, of course, come on, with us, Peter Franks. And then later they'll be like, you stupid fuck. You know who you are. You're James Bond. <laughs> like, <laughs> everyone knows who you are. Uh, it's a family name. Yeah. You have an estate in Scotland. <laughs> he's, he's pretty, he's pretty, um, making a pretty big statement about being a secret agent. Yeah. You're saying it out loud yeah. with a megaphone, basically. <laughs> Not so secret agent. Don't shoot at me. Or wait, shoot at me, but then, you know, you die. Right, right. Um, I think I think the strong point of this movie is, um, yeah, uh, Pierce Brosnan's swagger in the role. Um, he never reaches these heights again. Um, he, mm. And that's kind of a problem with a lot of Bonds. Kind of Craig, to be honest. Just kind of yeah. sleep at the wheel um, past your, your freshman effort. Um, That's true, um, but but he he he's kind of got it. He's got it, and and there's some really great action sequences, and I think a lot of great characters. Um, uh, and this, no, okay, I think Desmond Llewellyn's Q in two more movies, um, but uh, he passed on not soon after. Uh, I think his last film was uh, World Is Not Enough. And it's nice to see him there. Mm-hmm. M is a welcome addition. Zena's great. Like Peter said, having the double O agent be the adversary. Uh, they try that again in like future ones and it doesn't work and I don't know I just think like all the components were, were right um, I, I, I would have been very interested to see interested to see what like the 1990 version with Peter, or, uh, Timothy Dalton would have been uh, it would have been a far different film um, but what we got was really great um, and I love it I loved it when I was a kid who was way too young to be seeing this movie filled with sex <laughs> like what's Xena doing yeah, it reminds me of your point earlier about like how the old movies are like rated G and PG, even though they're like it's still the same amount. Like I, I guess I just like the idea that like back then they were like, eh, it's fucking James Bond, let the kids watch it or something. But I, I used that as like a technicality to put those on when I worked at Blockbuster because they had like yep. the PG <laughs> limit for like what you could put on the screen, and uh, it didn't make the job any better. It still sucked ass. When you when you hear that Sean Connery wore a toupee through his entire run as Bond, it totally cha- you can't unsee it. Oh, really? I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, dude. Oh. Yeah. Oh wow. I thought there was like a certain point in his life that he like had hair, and then he only recently balded. I think it but... just was. Uh, I don't think oh, he wait, was completely he's bald. Somewhat recently. But I think if it's not like a screen ready head of hair, they're gonna slap a fucking toupee right on your ass. Um, Damn. They, huh. Yeah, it, it's that shit's glued on throughout all those movies. He fucking oh God, he did it way. T- he he stayed Bond way too old as well because he did that weird one where he came back and Diamonds Are Forever and he was like fucking sixty or some shit. And then he did that weird off-brand one, Never Say Never Again, which is not like part of the main Bond canon. It's like a technicality type remake thing. Like we can use certain aspects from the books. We can't use like. MI6 or 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 uh, some of the other or, or the Bond theme for that matter. Mm. Um, yeah, and that one released the same day or the same summer, I think, as Moonraker, which triggered the Battle of the Bonds. There's like two Battle Bond of movies. The Bonds. It'd be like if like a Pierce Brosnan movie just came out now with uh, No Time to Die. Think, what the fuck? <laughs> what are we doing here? <laughs> um, 
that level, yeah, I mean, guess they did that with, um, oh, fuck, the X-Men movies and that whole Quicksilver debacle. Oh, yeah, There's, like, two that. Quicksilvers that one summer, but, yeah, whatever. How I about you, Scott? Well, I guess by, uh, by association, uh, this is a good time to plug our The Rock episode because Sean Connery came back, uh, in The Rock, uh, and it's sort of alluded to that he was, you know, James Bond, obviously, for same reasons I can't say it. But uh, because of his, you know, abilities to maneuver situations. So go back and listen to our The Rock episode. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping it holds up. I think that's a great episode. Yeah, I think it's a great so movie. Too. In fact, that's a great companion piece with this movie. Uh, 90s action, man. It's it's something else. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of, uh, yeah, the, the Rock, though, it, it's it's funny how many times they've tried to, like, cast an American in the Bond role or, like... How many? How many considering stories you've heard? Uh, uh, I think Burt Reynolds at uh, one point. Yeah. Uh, maybe it was Tom Selleck. One of those guys. Fucking Mel Gibson. Ew. Oh no. 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 Oh, thank uh, we didn't get that. Clint no. Eastwood. He was. He was too old. Maybe at, at a certain point. No, he was yeah, probably but, too old by the time they were going to start considering him. But exactly. Who, yeah. Clint. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. There was never a timeline where Clint Eastwood would be even remotely appropriate. I mean, for James I don't know. Bond. Maybe they're going to kick Sean Connery off after like two movies and then he was going to be Bond then. That could work. <laughs> right, right. It's possible. Hey, at least like the James Bond role doesn't ruin people's lives like doing Star Wars does. Yeah, that's true. That's true. As far as we can tell. As far as we know. Daniel you know. Craig's quote, I'd rather slit my wrist than star in another James <laughs> Bond movie yeah. again. Oh, man. Maybe that's a little telling. I think, I think. Uh, it's got to be a lot. It's a lot, especially like the action sequences and everything. The fitness regime. Ugh. Mind you, uh, I think fitted clothes look great. I'm glad men in general this day and age have kind of like tightened it up, not not been so baggy like a sloppy 2001 bitch. Um, but uh, the, the suits that Daniel Craig wears are just much too tight to be doing action sequences in. Jesus Christ. It's like, <laughs> yeah, you, can't, you can't kick in that. <laughs> Well, he's got to be wearing his skinny jeans. He wants to be looking good for those uh, random ladies. Yeah. Oh, Daniel Craig probably sleeps with the least amount of women yep. in all of his Bond movies. Which is... He's, like, in love every other movie. Yeah. Hmm. Like, yeah. You, 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 you left MI6 for her, James. Oh, That's his thing. You gave her everything. That is his thing. It's like all the trailers. Yeah. Um, but we're, we're starting to... We're spiral out a little bit here um desmond obviously you would recommend goldeneye hell yeah it's fun and it's probably one of the lesser offensive bond movies yeah as would i i would recommend it um i think it's one of the best movies ever to come out of a nintendo 64 game i would give it a four thumbs up um, nintendo 64 thumbs up <laughs> um and yes and uh, i i concur with both of you i would thoroughly recommend spanglish i think adam sandler turns in a master class <laughs> performance about love family relationships family love relationships and family taylor love Taylor leone is there um there is a child who makes jokes there are discussions about family and maybe race and body image it's a comedy, I think. Anyways, I recommend it. All right. Um, and if you're wondering what it was you were thinking of, you were thinking of Spanglish. I was um, thinking of Spanglish. You were thinking, yeah, that's just what happens. You just, boom, you're just walking along and you're like, oh, Spanglish. Spanglish. That's what I was thinking of. Yeah. But uh, Well, thanks everyone so much for uh, tuning in to our talks episode on GoldenEye for a prequel, sequel, remake. Um... You should probably also check out us playing through GoldenEye on Prequel Sequel Replay. That's on the In Living Terror YouTube channel. Yeah, um, if you liked what you heard, subscribe. Give us a rating. That helps a ton on your podcast app. Actually, this is totally free for you. You only need to do it once. It helps us a ton. You can set it so they, your podcast app automatically downloads new episodes of our show. It costs nothing for you. It will take like one minute. It helps a bunch. I swear it does. Um, you can do that. You can do that on any major podcast app. Any of them. Do it right now. Do it on many of them. I don't care. You can do it. I believe in you. 
in case you we haven't convinced you to go watch Goldeneye, go watch out. Uh, go, go watch the theatrical trailer for it. That will get you in the mood. It's a good trailer. That is a great trailer. Yeah. Mm -hmm. it's, it starts with a white void with text and uh, it, it, only one man can save us. And you know the name. You know the number. And then they, uh, uh, Pierce Brosnan comes out and shoots the letters <laughs> into a 007. He comes into view with his gun up like the dossier. From fucking Goldeneye uh, 64. Yeah. Yeah. You were expecting someone else? And then it goes to the Bond theme, but it's like a shredding Bond theme. And it's him just kicking hell of ass. It's like a, a sizzle reel of the movie. It's great. I think it was on one of the VHSs for a like older movie. Um, and, and man, it just made me want to see that movie for so fucking long before I like faked my, yeah, tricked my mom into just renting it for me. <laughs> And I would be remiss because this just reminded me. Uh, it's on the cover for the game, and it's on uh, not the uh, the cover of the box for the game, and it's on the poster. But it's one of those things that you can't unsee, where James Bond's got his hand up with the gun, and like it looks like his mouth just extends extra long oh, where, right, the, right, where right. the fucking line for the <laughs> finger is. <laughs> Definitely check that out. See big mouth Pierce Brosnan on the cover. Oh uh, it was really fun talking about Bond. Yeah, um, it was a good time. Day. I yeah. hope you all enjoyed it, and uh, check us out in those places that we just said. But until next time, don't go into the tall grass. <laughs> <laughs>